Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the BHITB podcast. I'm your host, Dante Fortson. So today's show is going to be about cultivating black excellence. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different kind of show. It's going to be a uh, part update, um, part Q&A, and part teaching. So just kind of bear with me as we go through this. Uh, if you're not already subscribed on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and go check out Twitter. Subscribe on Twitter as well. All right. So let me start off by letting you guys know what's coming up. Uh, wordplay. It's a spoken word album that I'm putting together right now. The goal is to try to release it on November 15th with uh, the Black Hebrew Awakening and the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. So that's the goal right now. But it will be available free on YouTube either on the 15th or within a couple of days after that. So if you do like spoken word, make sure you um, check that out. I used to rap. Uh, some of you know that, but. A lot of you probably don't. I used to rap back in the day, and I was actually really good at it. So I decided to put together a spoken word um, album because I really didn't want to get into rap anymore. Um, but, yeah, check it out. And then uh, another project I'm working on coming down the line are a line of black greeting cards. I always wanted to write greeting cards. I tried to write for Hallmark a long time ago, uh, but they didn't think the idea of focusing on black greeting cards is a great idea. So now that I know how and where to go, how to do it, where to go, that is coming soon. Uh, Ultimate Bible study notebooks. These are coming probably November 1st or 2nd. They are Bible study notebooks for you to take notes in, but they're specifically designed for the Bible study student. It has all the biblical weights and measures, times of day, like everything you need to know when you study the Bible, stuff that you would normally go look up. It'll be right there in the notebook. Um, I'll have these in at least three different colors by the 2nd of uh, November, and you'll be able to get those off of Amazon.com. And finally, share these episodes. If you like the episodes, make sure you share them. And same thing for the website, too. If you like the Black History in the Bible website, make sure you share the articles on there, help get the word out. Um, more and more people are coming to the site every day. So thank you to everybody who's been sharing. Please continue to do so. All right, so let's kind of jump into this show. So over the last couple of years as I've kind of been teaching this subject and learning and researching, my the way I think about certain things has changed. I've become more conscious of some of the decisions I've made. So from here on out, the platform is really more so about black empowerment, um, which is why the theme of the show is cultivating black culture. Um, and basically what I want to do is help other people network, help our people network with each other, um, build business relationships, create opportunity, and cultivate black excellence. That means like um, finding people with talent and giving them a platform to get that talent in front of other people. Because I run into a lot of people. I live in Las Vegas, and I don't know if any of you know this, but Las Vegas does not have any um, – famous artists from our community that are like really, really, really huge that are born and raised from here. And so locally, I mean, there's a few people that got, you know, mid-level fame and stuff like that, but locally there is a vacuum. So a while back we were discussing this and what we wanted to do was cultivate talent, but then we 
we wanted to bring it to a wider scale, put it that way. The, the conversation started locally, and we wanted to bring it to a wider scale because there's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to get their music heard. And Las Vegas being an entertainment capital, it's kind of crazy that we don't have a lot more uh, people on a higher level. Uh, people come from out of state here, and they get you know big-time shows and stuff, but nobody local here has really been able to do that. And I assume that there's lots of places all over the United States where that's an issue. So this new platform will be about cultivating black talent, allowing people to collaborate with each other. Um, artists would be able to get with musicians and, you know, everybody would be able to collaborate with each other to work together and make it easier. Uh, if there's a site out there already like that, let me know. If not, um, we are actually working on something. Even if it is, we're still going to work on it. And so that's going to bring us to the 48 laws of black empowerment. Now, some of you uh, saw the post I made last week on the 48 laws of black empowerment about the uh, new book that will be released on the same day as the black Hebrew awakening. Now I posted a little bit about the book. I didn't say a whole lot about what was going to be in it. And I did post what the cover is going to look like. So, the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment actually came out while I was um, – well, I began to write it while I was working on the Black Hebrew Awakening. So I've been working on these two books at the same time and also the Spoken Word album at the same time. So these three projects right here and the notebooks as well, I'm just kind of, you know, directing. So this this book that came out of learning our history was originally supposed to be in – the Black Hebrew Awakening, but it became too much to be, it was supposed to be a small section in the chapter. It wasn't even called the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. Um, but that chapter became the length of a book by itself. So I started pulling those out, and basically the premise of the, 30, uh, the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment, it's not about following the laws and commandments in the Bible. It's basically built on the premise of what has been done to us as a people uh, by the government. It looks at how politics and uh, the justice system have been used to wage war on us, and it looks at 48 different areas that we can reverse our thinking on or change the way we think or behave um, to counteract what they've done to the mentality of our community. Uh, so basically, this thing is going to address uh, five areas, personal, family, business and finance, community, and activism. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, the goal being is if we can recognize some of the stuff they're doing to control us or influence our actions, we can kind of counteract that to a degree. Now, everybody may not do it, but for those of us that do, it does change a lot. I've been applying a lot of these to my own life uh, as I was writing these. And in addition to this, each one of the 48 laws featured in the book touches on, it talks about the cultural significance of that thing that was done to us. And then there's also a historical quote from a notable black person. And it goes from past to present. So you'll see quotes in there, like great quotes from rappers, and you'll see quotes from Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman and, um, Huey Newton, uh, Marcus Garvey. I mean, you'll see all kind of different black quotes uh, throughout this book. So this book is already available for pre-order on Kindle. If you go to blackhistoryinthebible.com, you can get it there. If you go to Amazon and search for the 48 
Laws of Black Empowerment. You can um, pre-order it on Kindle there. And the paperback will be out as well on November 15th at the same time as the Black Hebrew Awakening. Uh, So make sure uh, you get both of those. And let me see here, make sure I didn't miss anything. All right, so now let's get into the, the Black Hebrew Awakening. So I've had people ask questions, lots of questions about the book. And the book is really, it's hard to explain without giving away everything. But I'll just say this, it goes hand in hand with the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. These book books are meant to be read um it doesn't matter which order you read them in, but they're meant to be read together. One provide the, the 48 uh, Laws of Black Empowerment provides a blueprint for how we change ourselves and our community. And this is necessary, before I get into the Black Hebrew Awakening, this is necessary because people often ask, what are we doing to make things different or what are we doing to make things better? And too often we think we need to protest or riot or vote or, you know, any number of things to make these changes. None of that has worked. If we're being honest, voting has not worked. People are still getting shot down in the street by police. The police still get a paid vacation when they do it. This has been going on since slavery days, and we've had the right to vote since 1964. So voting, it it may be working in small segments, but overall voting is not working for us protesting is not working for us. They, they, they used to spray us with water hoses. Now they hit us with pepper spray and tear gas and all kind of stuff. Nothing has changed. Everything is exactly the same. They're just doing it with a different tool. Um, rioting has not worked. None of this stuff is working, screaming loud and all that. So this book is kind of the opposite of that. It's more about making personal changes and then going into family changes and carrying those changes out into the community and so on and so forth and creating a chain reaction of actual change. So that is the blueprint on how to do it. And so the Black Hebrew Awakening is the identity portion. So it's a lot of people out there, as we know, that don't know who they are. A lot of our people are still in the dark. A lot of our people are still caught up in um, European history, and they're also caught up in a lot of the lies of Eurocentric Christianity. And because of that, I wanted the book to be approached from the perspective, well, of several different perspectives. And so this kind of took my writing to an entirely different level as I was trying to put this together because I needed this to be deep enough for someone who is already familiar with the subject to understand, but I also needed it to be simple enough so that somebody coming in with no knowledge of the subject whatsoever could come in and learn from beginning to end and understand who we are. And it's also written in a pers- in, in a way that somebody who has been um, – ingrained with Eurocentric Christian doctrine that they can come in and they can see where the doctrine was changed. So this is, this was a very important part to me is to reach those three groups of people. And so as I was writing, I made sure to reference, I I wrote it in a way that was, um, this is written like a timeline fashion. I'll put it that way. It's written like a timeline fashion. So it does grow in order the Bible, not necessarily, it goes in chronological order, um, 
and it does reference the Bible in chronological order as much as possible. But I needed people to to see the unfolding of history. So we start from Genesis and work through Revelation, but I do insert other parts of the Bible as we go just to give everything context, if that makes sense. Um, So a person coming in, they can learn the whole Genesis story, the Adam and Eve story. um, But a person who is already familiar with the Bible, with the Eurocentric version, will also be able to see um, the parts where I emphasize that uh, the river went around Ethiopia. Uh, I uh, emphasize things like that. And the person who is advanced and they want to see maps and stuff, there are maps in there. So before I get into the to the maps, which is kind of a going to be an interesting thing, both covers are going to be released. Uh, I put three covers, two covers are going to be released. I put three covers up for vote. And I personally liked the third cover, which did not get the most votes. The second cover got the most votes. So there are going to be – there's going to be the same version of the book but with two different covers. So you'll have the more traditional cover with the title on it and the name at the bottom, the one that most people voted for. And then also the all-black cover with just the fist on it will be available, um, both of those on the 15th. Um, one of them, I'm going to call it the granite version. The more traditional cover is going to be the granite version and the all black cover is going to be the onyx version. So, um, buy one or buy both on that day. You can pick whichever cover you want. The first cover got the least amount of votes. It wasn't my favorite and it wasn't you guys' favorite. So I'm just going to get rid of that first cover altogether. All right. So the timeline of the book works uh, from Genesis up to the present day. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there for, for, Black history enthusiasts like myself, I've become more of a black history enthusiast since finding out who we are, but for black history enthusiasts like myself, um, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there um, as we get towards the more current, more current black history, uh, stuff such as the Harlem Renaissance is going to be touched on, uh, the Great Migration is going to be touched on, um, let me see, the Black Panther Party. Uh, gets talked about. Uh, of course, the civil rights era is going to get talked about. We talk about um, the movement behind electing uh, President Obama. Uh, I get into the Trump era. So there's going to be a lot of stuff, the L.A. riots, the Watts riots. Um, really, it's a it's a journey of our history starting for Genesis. So really, the, the black history enthusiast is going to love this book from beginning to end because it goes from pre-flood civilization. It takes us through African history. Uh, it takes us through um, Israel's history and their travels uh, back and forth through Africa and Arabia, um, the, uh, the, the renamed Middle East, as some, most of us know it to be. So it takes us through all of this journey, and then it ties together. It takes us um, to the point that we're taken off of Africa. It talks about uh, the deporting of the slaves from, or the, the black Jews from Portugal um, down into West Africa. It digs up a lot of evidence of the slave trade and how we were targeted, uh, newspaper clippings and journal entries and stuff like that. So which is going to bring me to what I was talking about earlier, the maps. So originally I wanted to have this book printed in full color all the way through. This book is way too many pages to be affordable as a full-color copy. So I checked into this, and 
the, the price on a full color was astronomical. So the book is in black and white. And so the maps that do not rely on color are directly printed in the book. The pictures that do not directly rely on color are printed in the book. So now what I wanted to do was show people the maps. And basically when you read a book or when you write a book too, everything is text-based. So people will insert links and say, hey, go to www.whatever.com. Or if there's uh, something they want to quote from a video, they will write the quote in the book and you can read it. And, you know, the quotes are great, but they don't always have the impact that they would have as the person, the same impact that they would have as if you heard the person say it. So in order to solve that problem, what I did was I started using QR codes. Now, those of you who have read my other book, As the Days of Noah Were, will be familiar with the use of the QR codes in the book. I did it back then as, as sort of an experiment in 2014. Uh, QR codes, aren't, they weren't what they are today. And so I'm not sure if it went over. It wasn't as um, well received as it is today. Some people didn't know what they were. Some people thought the pictures had come out blurry and scrambled. Um, but when you read through the book, just know that they are QR codes. If you've never used QR codes before, you can, um, on your smartphone, I hope you have a smartphone, it's 2018, uh, go to the Amazon Play Store or go to, uh, um, not Amazon, I'm sorry, Google Play Store, and or you can go to the, um, the iPhone, the iTunes Store, whatever they use. I don't have an iPhone. But whatever it is I, iPhone people use, go to that store. You can download a free QR reader. And what QR codes are is they are scannable barcodes that allow you to integrate the internet into physical products. So as you're reading, for example, there's a section in there where I talk about um, Martin Luther King's last speech before he died or before he's assassinated. And instead of quoting him in those, in that section, there's a QR code that you can scan on your phone and it will bring up the YouTube video of his speech. So, not only is the book written in a certain fashion, it's also um, interactive and enhances your experience because I use QR codes um, throughout the book. There are links to songs in the book. If you scan them with the, um, if you scan them with your phone, it'll bring up um, several songs in there. Um, it brings up several teachings. I do have teachings by Teo in there as well. It'll take you to Teo's um, YouTube channel. Uh, and take, take you to certain videos where those videos are applicable with, to what's being talked about. And if you haven't gone to Teo's channel, they have a lot of great content. People that have never heard of Teo will get, you know, they'll get exposed to Teo Ministries teachings. And so I've done this um, with quite a few people. Some of you that have websites and blogs that don't know I've been reading them and watching them, you might be surprised to find some of your stuff in the books. Um, so these QR codes are meant to enhance everyone's reading experience. Uh, so that way you get that much more from the book. Um, let's see here. It's also meant to be used as a an outreach guide as well. Uh, the way the book is laid out, the table of contents makes it easy to find everything. You, there, the ch All the chapters, of course, appear in the table of contents, but all the subheadings are listed in the table of contents along with the page number that the, each subheading goes with. So... One one of my pet peeves when I used to read books a lot was, well, I still read books, but not as much as I used to. But when I used to read them a lot, 
I hated the fact that you would read a chapter and you'd get a few chapters in and then you want to go back to something you saw before, but you can't remember where it's at and they don't have, you know, subheadings and stuff. So you have to kind of scan the whole chapter to find it. I hated that. So I wanted to make it easier for people who wanted to reference material quickly to go back and, and find what they were looking for. Uh, so it's kind of meant to be used as a guide in that sense. Um, it's also meant to be used as a teaching tool. So if you teach classes, there are, there's a section in the back, uh, or at the, actually at the end of each chapter, not at the back, at the end of each chapter called Go Ask a Pastor. And it's just a list of questions for if you have a pastor, these are questions you can ask your pastor to provide answers to and get the conversation started. And prayerfully, that leads to somewhere positive to where if your pastor's not already awake, they have the chance to awaken. Or if you're a pastor and you you want to bring up the conversation with your uh, congregation, you can use those questions in the um, at the end of each chapter to get them thinking about what scripture says about these questions. So it's, it's meant to be used both ways. That is also available for pre-order on Kindle. Um, yeah, go to the uh, amazon.com to pre-order the yeah, Kindle copy. And there's also a link on black history in the Bible.com. Now, when the paperback book comes out, it will be automatically linked to the Kindle link. So those of you who want the paperback and uh, the Kindle copy, uh, just save the link to the uh, Kindle copy. And on the day that the uh, paperback comes out, there will also be a link posted on the website the day that it comes out. I'll post links to Amazon, um, how you can buy it that way. And let's see, a couple more things. All right. So the next thing, if you have a blog and you're signed up as an Amazon affiliate, you can you should add the books to your site, uh, the Forty Eight Laws of Black Empowerment and the Black Hebrew Awakening. Uh, for those of you who run blogs and websites and you're not signed up for Amazon affiliates, basically Amazon will pay you to promote my books and any other Amazon product you want. And when the paperback comes out, basically you'll earn about ninety nine cents for every book sold through your link. And if you look in the, at record deals, that's actually very good. It's a lot of people that have record deals that don't make a dollar per record sold. So making a dollar off of promoting somebody else's work is is great. So if you have a website or blog, add my book link to your site. Uh, help me promote, get the word out. The reason I'm asking is because uh, Google will not let me advertise the book. I was actually going to pay for Google to advertise the book across websites. Google will not approve my book for advertising, so go on a different route with it. Now, if you have a YouTube channel and you have over 5,000 subscribers and you're willing to review the book and talk about it on your channel, send me a uh, message on the website anywhere, post a comment, or um, if you're a patron, send a, pay a message through Patreon or contact me on Facebook. Do not Try to contact me by email. That usually takes me the longest to get to, get to. But if you contact me by one of the other ways I said, I'll get back to you faster. Uh, send me an, a message. Let me know what your channel is. Let me know that you want to review the book. I will send you a PDF copy for free on the day that the um, book is released on the 15th of November. If you have a YouTube channel with over 20,000 subscribers, uh, same thing. Get in touch with me. 
I'll send you a physical paperback copy of the book you want to review. If you want to review both books, let me know. That goes for everybody. If you want to review both books, let me know. Uh, but again, you must have over 5,000 subscribers if you, want to, um, if you want me to send you the books to review. And if you have over 20,000 subscribers, I will send you physical paperback copies in the mail. Just let me know. Um, and I'll do those for free, but you have to review them on your site or on YouTube and post it. All right. So the next thing, coming back into cultivating black excellence, the writer's platform. Uh, for those that don't know and didn't see the post, the Black History in the Bible website is now open to black writers. So in order to cultivate black talent, I've, I've built this platform. It wasn't for that. The platform that is built, is it has a lot of, it gets a lot of eyes every month. And I, for about a month or so, I believe, the platform has been open to anybody that wants to write a Bible study. It, um, that goes for mini study Mondays or just a regular Bible study. Uh, you see how the Bible studies appear on the site. You, if you want to write a study, all you have to do is sign up as a contributor on the website, uh, start working on whatever it is you want to work on, and when you're ready to submit it, click submit. I do review everything that's submitted. So far, I haven't had anything submitted yet. Some people have said they're working on stuff, uh, but I will review everything that's submitted and suggest corrections and ways to improve it before it's posted. So I'm, I'm very um, protective over what's posted on the site, so don't think you're just going to get on there and post anything. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to contribute in that way, you're welcome to do so. Also, if you write fiction, you are welcome to um, submit your short stories. If you have a book you want to promote and you want to put up a um, sample chapter, anything like that, and link back to your stuff, you are more than welcome to share your writing. Um, writing like that will be shared in a, a, a different section I am going to be adding a a writer section for fiction and nonfiction. So whatever it is you want to write about, uh, if you have a spoken word video that you want to drop in the video section, and you know if it's something about the Bible or you have a rap song or a gospel song or whatever, there's an audio video section already on the site where I add Teo's videos and some videos from Pastor Omar and other videos that I find around the web. You're more than welcome to submit those to me and I will get them posted on the site so that other people who visit the site can uh, see what you're doing. Because, again, all this is about cult cultivating black excellence and using the platform uh, for more than just me putting out studies and more than just people recognizing the stuff that I work on. I want to share the platform with everybody else out there. And, again, it's free. Just contact me. Um, and finally, let me see, finally, the Awakening Initiative. The Awakening Initiative is going to be my personal commitment to send 20 books a month to 10 different pastors. So basically, I'm going to select 10 pastors across the United States. I'm going to send them a copy of the Black Hebrew Awakening. I'm going to send them a copy of the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. I'm going to send both of those to black pastors. The reason being is that's what Planned Parenthood did to get black people on board with abortion. They are, it was called the Negro Project, 1939. They went after the black pastors. They figured if they can get the black pastors, the black pastors control the black congregation, and the black congregation makes up the community. So in like manner, I want to do the same thing with my books to wake up the black pastors so that the black pastor wakes up the black congregation and as they said, the black congregation makes up the black community. 
So this is my personal commitment, the Awakening Initiative. Now, if anybody wants to join me in that commitment, there is a new tier, a new patron level on Patreon. In that tier, um, if you sign up for that tier, you can either let me know which pastor you want me to send um, the two copies of the book to on your behalf, um, or I can add another person to that list of people I'm going to send to. So, for example, I'm already committing to uh, sending out to 10 pastors a month. So if I was to get five more people that join me on that level, I would then send out 15, um, send, send books to 15 pastors per month. So if you are interested in joining me in the Awakening Initiative, uh, please go to Patreon and sign up for uh, that patron level. And it is called the Awakening Initiative on Patreon. So again, I mentioned if you want to contact me, the best way to do it is through Facebook. Um, for those of you on Facebook, feel free to troll my timeline. Everybody trolls my timeline. Um, shout out to Jasmine for constantly trolling my timeline. Uh, she's real cool. If you get on there, she might get on your nerves. Uh, shout out to Kareem for trolling my timeline all the time. And shout out to Micah. He trolls my timeline as well. Um, if you are easily offended, do not troll the timeline. Uh, you might not want to add me on Facebook. We go at it all the time. Um, we debate. We argue. But at the end of the day, uh, myself, Micah, Kareem, Jasmine, and a bunch of other people, we're all cool. Some of us know each other here locally, um, so don't take offense to anything that's said. And if you do take offense, um, don't worry about it. <laughs> Get back up. Come back in. Uh, feel free to debate. Post anything you want. Just don't post false doctrine. That's kind of where I draw the line, false doctrine. Anything undocumented, uh, crazy claims about the Bible that are unfounded. So that's it for today. Till next time, I'm out. <laughs>